This podcast is from Christian Chapel in Tulsa, Oklahoma. For more information, visit us online at christianchapel.com. If you have never met or seen all of our staff pastors together, here you go. Um, When I shared with them uh, a month or so ago about my idea for uh, January 1st and having them all come up and share, there were various responses from uh, from the six of them, varying from, uh, that's great, let's do it, to, I think, down at the end, Andrew, of do I have to? Um, (laughs) Andrew's our our media director and would prefer to be behind the camera or back in that control room, Uh, but we told him he has a British accent, so he... (laughs) adds to our diversity and, and sounds smarter than all of us. So yes, he, he actually has to do that. So, um, But we're, I'm excited for you to hear from them. I'm going to introduce them real quick if, if you don't know who they are or what they do. This is Titus Schmidt. Titus is our youth pastor. He's been with us um, part of the church for a while, was an intern with us while he was at ORU, was a union public school teacher for several years, and then joined us on a full-time basis uh, in May of this year, and is doing a great job leading not only our youth ministry for junior high and high school students, but also our college ministry. Next to Titus is Mike Bowie. Mike is our associate pastor. He is our our newest staff member, Uh, joined us this fall. Is that correct? Am I right, Mike? August, yeah, that's right. Uh, So August of this year, Mike has, again, a long connection to Christian Chapel, was a member here 35-plus years ago, I believe, and then pastored a church out in Sand Springs for almost 30 years. Uh, He thought he was retiring and coming back to attend Christian Chapel, and then the the Lord kind of opened a door for him to serve in this role. He's doing a really wonderful job for us in that. Next to Mike is Amy Byler. Amy is our children's pastor and is, um, is our longest tenured staff pastor. She's been serving in that role uh, this, I believe this summer, is that correct? We're going to celebrate 10 years in that role. Yep, September of this year will be 10 years uh, that Amy's been serving as our children's pastor and just does a a phenomenal job with that as well. Next to Amy is Chris Godfrey and his mustache. Chris is, our, Chris is our executive pastor. He has been in that role for, we're going on three, this, this uh, spring will be four years, right? Uh, four years in that role, does a wonderful job just overseeing everything uh, in so many different departments for us. Next to Chris is Lauren Gankars. Lauren's our worship pastor. Uh, Lauren, it's hard to tell exactly when she started serving at Christian Chapel. There have been just, she grew up here. You've always been here. Uh, we've never not been here, and, uh, but uh, had, had some babies here and there, stepped in, stepped out, but uh, really probably about, what, four or five years ago, um, really started pursuing credentials and kind of moving from a worship leader to a worship pastor role, and we're very thankful for her. Uh, and then if Amy is our longest tenured, Andrew is our longest traveled staff member, uh, coming to us all the way from Cornwall, England. Andrew is our media director. He is in the process of um, working through his ministerial credentials as well and and helping us uh, shift that media from just something we do to really another form of ministry for us. And so, you know, really anything with a a button, a camera, internet connection at Christian Chapel, that is all Andrew all the time does a, does a wonderful job. The, the big renovation we've done over the last year and a half or so, uh, Andrew bore a lot of that on himself and, and did a great job for us. So that's our crew uh, that God has directed us to. We're very grateful to them. 
And so kind of what I've asked them to do today is uh, come with, with two thoughts for us. One, what are you grateful for when you look back on 2022? And then what are you anticipating, what are you praying for as you look ahead to 2023? And so, so the idea of gratitude is, is all through the scriptures. And I don't know if, if many of you are like me, but at the start of a new year, uh, it's much easier for me to focus on the upcoming year and what I hope to do or think I need to get done than to look back and be grateful for all that got accomplished in 2022. In Luke 17, you find the story of Jesus healing 10 men from leprosy, and only one comes back. And it says in Luke 17, 15, one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. And so that's kind of how we want to start this morning, is by recognizing God's done some incredible things in Christian chapel, in the life of our community, and we want to recognize him and his provision for that and express our gratitude. And our hope is that as we're sharing the things God has done here, it provides you an opportunity to reflect back on the things God has done in your life as well. So we're just going to kind of go down the line. We'll start with Titus. What's one thing you're grateful for from 2022? Yeah, first and foremost, super grateful just for the opportunity to now work on staff here at Christian Chapel. That was something that the Lord was so gracious to my wife and I through that entire process. He spoke so clearly to us about where we should be going, what we should be doing. Spoke through his words, spoke through mentors, spoke through key people in our life, his scriptures, our prayer time. Just very grateful for being here at Christian Chapel. As far as the specific area of ministry is concerned, youth camp is always a major thing that I'm, I'm very grateful to be a part of and take part in. We saw over 50 kids come this past year. Incredible leader involvement, over 20 kids as well. Um, and just bondage is broken, students set free from sin, salvations happen, rededications, as well as salvation for the very first time, healings. Super grateful for those camp experiences and specifically discipleship that came as a result of those camp experiences. One student in particular uh, was not saved before coming to camp. Committed his life to Christ for the very first time at camp and has been discipled through, through that process this last semester and will continue to be here at Chapel Youth. So I'm just very grateful for that and all the stories that are to come in the future regarding discipleship. That's great. Thanks, Titus. In looking back, uh, one of the things I learned is that God sometimes surprises you. Uh, throughout my life, the Holy Spirit had always showed me what was ahead and then opened the door. However, the opportunity here at Christian Chapel, he hid from me. <laughs> but one of the things I learned is that God is often working behind the scenes of our lives and in ways we don't perceive to bring us to his very best. And so I'm very thankful to be here. Also, one of the things I'm praying for in the coming year, a scripture came to me this morning was Isaiah 43, 19, where God says, behold, I do a new thing. Do you not perceive it? There are new things ahead for you and for this body. And my prayer is that we will willingly relinquish the past season so we can embrace the new season. Amen. That's great. Thanks, Mike. Amy? Yeah. Uh, for me, it would be kids camp. Just the camp experience is, is pretty amazing. Just God does amazing things. And uh, kids camp this year was a, a wonderful experience. We, it was really peaceful, which if you, if you put 65 to 70 elementary kids in one space, peaceful is not usually the word that you would explain, used to describe it, but it was. It was a very peaceful week. Um, if you recall, the weather was insanely hot that week, and so we're really concerned about the 
about the weather and God just really provided um, supernaturally with some breaks in the weather, some rain that didn't affect our activities, but just cooled us down. We really felt God's hand at work in a powerful way. There was um, complete and total health, which is also a wonderful thing. No injuries and just our times of worship, just to see those kids um, just experience the presence of God was amazing. And um, a freedom in worship that we've never seen before at kids camp and just tangible experiences for the kids to point to um, when they really just felt the Holy Spirit moving. Um, and then just even seeing him move, even with the weather for them, that was amazing just to see God's hand at work and see his faithfulness. Thanks, Amy. For me, it would be uh, new connections, uh, church growth um, through salvation and new families. And so just a quick story about connections. Um, I had the opportunity to lead 30 men to Stronger Men's Conference uh, last year uh, in Springfield, Missouri. Um, I planned everything out, got there, and I, w they, they had emailed me and said that we could sit on the front row. So I was like, okay, this is going to be great for the guys. But they just needed us for like, you know, a quick I have the email to prove a quick, <laughs> a quick practice. And so I told the guys, we'll get there a little early. We'll go through this 30 minute practice and then we'll get started with the, with the conference and all the outside activities. Three and a half hours later, we're still moving chairs and I feel awful. I've not, these guys have not ate. They've, um, they're, they got to be completely upset with me. I've apologized in a group text. I've apologized to each of them individually. And I just think it's going downhill quick, but God, but here's the, here's the, the thing about that, that I want you to take from this. God always is working, even when things may not be going the way we want them to go, because number one, they all forgave me <laughs> Two, they, um, I, I just, sometimes I looked at the conference during the conference, during the worship, during the speaking men's, their, their lives were being changed. There were tears flowing down their eyes. They, they were listening intently. And those connections I saw when we got back to Christian Chapel over the next few months of the men just uh, coming together that had went on that group um, and just growing in the Lord. So um, that's what I was thankful for, especially the forgiveness. Thank you guys. It might yeah. get loud. <laughs> so yeah. that's an inside joke. Yeah. The understatement so far of the morning might be Chris Godfrey saying he had everything all planned out. Um, if you know Chris, it's what makes him so good at his job. There's always a plan for everything, and we're going to work the plan, and we're going to do the plan, and it's fun to watch him when it blows up. Um, but he handled that well, too. Handled that well. Very, very well. Lauren? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and on the other end of the spectrum. I'm just kidding. I do plan things, but I'm very right-brained, so... We have a good working relationship. Um, anyway, I'm thankful for a lot of things. When I think back on 2022, I, I'm so thankful for the sweet times of spirit-filled worship that we've had. Um, you know, it's interesting because when we come to worship together as a corporate body, we're experiencing the same, you know, lyrics. We're meditating on these same ideas together. But God is uh, working through his Holy Spirit to each one of us individually also at that same time, speaking to our hearts and illuminating things to us and um, calling us closer to him. And so one uh, morning I was preparing for worship and I was reading my Bible and uh, I felt like the Lord wanted me to read a particular scripture. And so I just obeyed. Uh, it was between a couple of songs. I just read that scripture, gave the reference, moved on with worship. 
And after service, um, a friend, a woman approached me and said, you know, Lauren, God just showed me that scripture as well and has really been dealing um, with me and encouraging me through that. And so hearing you say it this morning was just confirmation for me. I think how sweet of God, you know, to, um, to make it such a personal experience for her and to also build my faith through that, um, just through um, his working in, in both of our hearts. So uh, that's what I'm thankful for. So many wonderful times of worship with you, my, my church family, um, who I love so much. So I'm so thankful and grateful for my team of volunteers. Um, you guys see the cameras and hear the sound and watch the live stream. And we just have so many people that volunteer now. We've got about 20 people on the team that come here and they are always serving behind the scenes. No one sees what they do, but they receive from what they do. And I can't do it on my own. I have typically six people working and volunteering every Sunday, and it's just amazing that we're no longer running off of a three-man crew that has to be here every single Sunday back to back and never allowed a break. So that's one thing I'm grateful for. But in particular, a volunteer I want to give a shout out to is Brian Hundley, our sound man at the back. <laughs> he probably hates this as much as I do of being on the stage, but... Um, <laughs> But what you don't, well, you all know who Brian is because you've all probably complained to him at one point about it being too quiet <laughs> or too loud. Or, but what you don't see is that Brian comes in all the time during the week to help do tons of AV stuff. I know Chris mentioned about the renovation about me being a key person, but also Brian on a volunteer basis was a key person in that. He was the person that did that crazy lighting show for the guitar special. He was the person that was helping the installer put the LED screen together. He was mapping out the electrical infrastructure of the auditorium to make sure stuff doesn't blow up. He helps move the screens. He just does so many things that go unseen and he makes the media team look really good um, because he's really good. And so I'm really thankful for Brian and my whole team. They're just awesome. You know, one, one of the things I want to encourage you with is uh, I think sometimes there's a hesitancy to express your gratitude to God to other people because you feel like, well, I don't, I don't want to brag. I don't want to, I don't want to make somebody else feel bad if there's something good in my life and bad in their life. Uh, but I would encourage you, there's, there's always people around you who are asking God to provide for them, who are praying prayers of of uh, just requests and asking him to do all kinds of different things. And oftentimes God will use your story to affirm that he still does the thing they're longing for him to do. Uh, so, so as you reflect on God's gratitude, I'd encourage you, find some time to, to share it with someone in your family, share it with your friends, share it in your home groups. Just really begin to do that and, and do that with the humility of um, understanding that, that everything you have in life is a gift from God. And so we, we don't necessarily have time to do everybody's, but you know, they all kind of shared more ministry church related stuff, but I know God did some, some really incredible, uh, things in some of our families as well. Um, and so I'm going to ask Amy, do you mind sharing that one from your family? Yeah. 
Um, our kiddo, Caleb, who's a freshman in high school, um, about seven years ago, um, had something going on with his leg. We didn't know what it was. Um, went to doctor's offices and went through all kinds of tests. And basically, they just said that the main nerve that runs down his left leg is dead. And they said, we don't know why or how it became dead, but it's dead. And once a nerve is dead, it's dead. And there's really nothing you can do. So there were certain motions, like this motion here, that he, could, he, could not, he couldn't do. Um, and he went to youth camp. This is something we've prayed for for years, for God to heal him. Um, and uh, just been kind of waiting. And it's been a lot of the, why, you know, why is God not healing? Why is God not, you know, and just, just trusting God. And But just every time that he would go to any kind of event, we're like, God, would you, would you heal him? Um, this year, I, I actually didn't pray that prayer before youth camp. Not that I didn't have faith, but I just, I just didn't. Um, and he went to youth camp, and we had to pick him up a day early because he had a band camp starting up on a Monday morning. So we picked him up, and we were driving home. And, you know, he's a teenage boy, so they're super talkative. <laughs> and trying to get out, like, how was camp? How, you know, did you have fun? Did, who was in your cabin? How were the services? It's like, good. God healed my leg. And we're like, wait a second. What? Did, God did what? And he's like, yeah, God healed my leg. And we're like, okay, tell us. So he said he was, he was in, in service and just sitting all by himself, um, just praying, not about his leg. He was just praying. And he said he felt a sensation start kind of near his ankle and go all the way up to his hip. And I think it was a cool sensation, if I remember correctly. And he said he just felt like he was supposed to just try to move his leg the way he couldn't move it before. And it, and it moved. And um, he, I said, did you tell anybody? No. I told Josh, his older brother. And um, I said, okay, well, I'm going to get a hold of Titus and let him know what happened um, so that he knows. And so he was already gone when they did testimony night. But um, my oldest, Josh, was able to share with everybody. But we were just so so thankful and so grateful um, for God. And it was, band camp was starting the next day. It's first time in marching band. And we were a little bit nervous about how that was going to go with his leg. And God knew. Um, and he healed him the, the day before. So it's just been, it's been amazing. That's awesome. When I, uh, so if some of you know, a, a lady from our church named Greta Hart, Greta passed away about a week ago, and uh, her, her funeral will be this, this Friday, actually, if, if you'd like to come celebrate her life with us. But um, Titus and I went to visit Greta, uh, the, actually wound up being the day before she died. And when we went to visit her, her sister Sandy was there. And Sandy's lived in town with Greta over the years and, and has come to Christian Chapel off and on with her, visiting on different services and different occasions. And so I've got to know her as well. Uh, and so, you know, there are a lot of things that I was grateful for, but uh, God actually used Sandy to really pull something out that I hadn't thought about in a, a while. She, um, we were there, and as we were leaving, uh, Sandy just stopped us and she said, hey, Chris, I, I just want to tell you, um, I remember back your, your first Sunday or two as lead pastor at Christian Chapel. I guess she just happened to be here. And she said, I remember that you guys said you were praying that God would fill the church with young families. Um, and she said, you know, I've, I've been there off and on over the years. And she said, I, I came just a couple weeks ago, and I don't know if you know or not, but he's answered your prayer. <laughs> 
And it was just such a, a great reminder to me, and, and one that we've recognized is Titus is leading our college ministry. Uh, Angie and I were able to go up there at the, the start of the semester and see, they, they do a lunch about once a month, and to see about 75 to 100 college students who are, are an active part of Christian Chapel. And just remembering back, I mean, we've, Angie and I have been here 17 years, and uh, starting about 12 years ago, we just recognized as a church, we were getting old. Um, you know, and, and we were, kids were graduating high school and we weren't seeing them again. And we weren't, our kids' classrooms weren't full and our nursery wasn't full. And, and we just really started praying those prayers and, and God provided. He brought Amy along to, to do kids' ministry for us. He's opened other doors. Um, but it's, it's fun for me to get to go talk to those college students who, you know, they're 18, 19 years old and tell them, hey, when you guys were seven years old living wherever you were living, there were people at Christian Chapel praying that you would find a church home here. And to see prayers that, you know, that have been prayed for 12 or 15 years answered in front of, and I know many of you, you prayed those prayers with us. And now you're, you're dodging toddlers on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. And, and we love it. Like there, there is nothing we love more than rowdy, rambunctious little kids. Uh, and so, so if you are, are a parent of young children, you ever feel like you have to apologize for the behavior of your children. Honestly, as long as they don't burn the building down, we're good. Um, and if they do, we have insurance, right? But, but we prayed that your wild, loud little kids would be here. Uh, so that they could hear about Jesus, so that we could experience the full life of a church. And so I, I don't want that to be something that I take for granted, because uh, those of us who've been around a while, we remember when that wasn't the case, and, uh, and we're deeply, deeply thankful that it, it is now. So, uh, so then uh, looking back, we also want to look ahead, though. Proverbs 16.9 tells us that in their hearts, humans plot their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And so I've asked each, each of our pastors to kind of share what's one prayer you're praying for this coming year, either specifically in your area of ministry, the church as a whole. Um, and, and in that, we're, we're sharing these with you with humility of recognizing this is what we sense God directing. This is where we sense him leading. But we also know it's the Lord who's going to establish our steps. And there were things that happened in 2022 that none of us anticipated. Um, you know, if you had told me in January of 2022 that Titus would be our youth pastor in January of 23. I would not have seen that coming. I wouldn't have seen Mike's addition to our staff coming. Uh, there's a, a lot of things that God did. Uh, perhaps many of you feel the same way. Of, if you look back at January 2022 and God told you you would be at Christian Chapel by January 2023, you wouldn't have, that wouldn't have been on your horizon in any way. And so we're sharing these uh, with humility and kind of with open hands to the Lord, but also saying this is where we sense God is leading and asking you to, to pray these things with us as well. So Titus, how about you, 2023? Yeah, as I've been seeking the Lord just on my prayer points for 2023, one word seemed to consistently come up and that was growth. I feel like the Holy Spirit is ushering us all into the same theme of what our church is going through. But first for me on that growth aspect is spiritual growth. And that spiritual growth comes from a hunger for Jesus. John 6, 51 says that Jesus, Jesus is the bread of life. And so for our students, our chapel youth and our chapel college, my prayer is that we are hungry for Jesus. There's a lot competing for their attention in the world, a lot of distraction. And uh, to increase our relationship with Jesus, to make our students more devoted to Christ, we really want to see that increase in their life and then capitulate and overflow into the communities around them. And that's my, my second point on growth, which is kingdom growth. 
Uh, I, I really believe and I sense in my prayer life, and this is what I'll be praying into and you can pray with me, uh, that the, the Lord really wants to see kingdom growth through our students, in their friend groups, in their families, in their homes, in their schools, in their communities, and, and in this city, where our students are being agents of change in the culture, agents of change in their communities, bringing others into the kingdom, and we're going to be on the offensive, not the defensive in the culture when it comes to the gospel. Amen. Uh, one thing Pastor Chris has asked me to do is promote discipleship opportunities within the church. And we know this to be a fact, but in America, for every five who come to Christ, only one becomes a lifelong follower of Christ. That means four drop out along the way. Now, we don't want that to be the case for anyone who comes to Christ at Christian Chapel. And so... Our prayer is that we will see people become fully devoted followers of Christ. But we also have to do our part. So to help people, we're going to do several things. For one, we're going to offer a foundations class covering the essentials for spiritual growth several times a year. And you may think, well, why is a class like that as important? Well, here's why. Every believer needs to learn to read what God has written, talk to God, grow with God's people, understand what brings God's joy how to live life influenced by the Holy Spirit and learn the keys to the blessed life. And here's what we know. Almost every malfunction in someone's spiritual life goes back to a failure in one of those key areas. So a foundation class is the starting place in empowering people to become a lifelong follower of Christ. But it also can be helpful for a seasoned believer, especially if you ever find yourself in a spiritual slump or rut. However, there's more to discipleship than just classroom instruction. And for that reason, we're launching a mentoring program that you're going to hear more about in the coming year. And then finally, we want to teach you, empower you how to come alongside a new believer and walk with them, them throughout that discipleship process. And here's the way I feel about it. God is a good parent, and he's going to put his young ones in churches that have prepared their spiritual nurseries. And that's exactly what we're doing. We are preparing for a harvest. We believe God wants to give us a greater harvest. And so we're going to get our nurseries ready, and we're going to be ready to care for those young ones to help them become a lifelong follower of Christ. And again, we're going to be empowering you to help us with that whole process. So pray for success in this area. Yep. Um, for, for me, I have really a big passion for our kids to be able to learn what it's like to hear God's voice. And um, I don't really have time to go into all the whys of it, but if you want to go on a podcast and the July 24th sermon that I preached here goes into all the details on that and, um, and why it's so important for our kids and, and how we're all called to. But um, I just really want our kids to have a strong foundation of their faith. Um, because they are bombarded just like the teenagers with a lot of information that's not godly and it can be confusing to them. And so I want them to have a really strong foundation of that, but then also learning what it's like to hear God speak to them. What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? Um, and I think for, for the kids, that's going to entail that we spend some time practicing that. 
um, on Sunday mornings and Sunday nights and Wednesday nights, practicing what it's like to hear from God and what what is what what does He say? What does He not say ever? And so, just really focusing on on that with our kids and intentional small group times and intentional worship, just to to help them understand what is it like when God speaks. Thanks, Amy. One of my uh, passions in my life has been um, Kingdom Builders Missions, and um, even my wife uh, served as a missionary associate with the Assemblies of God a couple of terms, and many of the summers in my early 20s were spent in other countries as well. And so when I came to Christian Chapel, I was really excited about the opportunity to to lead groups in those capacities. Um, Nine months after I came here, we had to shut down, you know, for a few months. So that didn't happen in 2020 and 2021 and 2022. It just still seemed a little bit too far off. But in 2023, will you pray and believe with me that we're going to be able to launch uh, missions trips for Christian Chapel again this year? Awesome. Well, my prayer going forward into 2023, I feel like the Lord has given me, is that we will be spirit-empowered worshipers. Um, I am not interested in us coming to sing a few delightful songs as part of a ritual. Uh, we want to come with hearts full of gratitude and love for our Savior. We want the Spirit to empower every part of our worship. Um, my prayer is that the gifts of the Spirit would be in operation. I pray that as we worship together, that God would bring words of knowledge and healing and would speak clearly to our hearts, and that it wouldn't just be an exercise, but it would be an encounter with the living God every Sunday morning. So will you pray with me about that this year? So... As I've been praying for 2023, probably for the last half a year now, I've been just really feeling the stirring of utilizing the media resources we have to minister to people. Um, you see everywhere that everyone spends an average two and a half hours a day on social media. And other facts like that, that you're like, what? People are just bringing this information. And a lot of it's super high quality, but really not good for your spirit. And I really am feeling strong that we as a church can create content and create this media that can speak into people's lives, that can speak into their spirit and can just impact people's lives, see people get saved, see people brought into a local church, whether it's this one or another one, because the internet's worldwide. And so I just see there's a huge opportunity on the horizon. And I believe also, as I've been praying into it, that there's people here in the church that have been stirred in that area as well. Like this is a, a new ground for us and we've not done it. So if you work in that area or you feel a stirring in that, please come and find me because we need creative people to grow that and to just push out this content to see God's kingdom come online. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, as I, as I look forward to 2023, I think uh, the, the prayer that I'm praying is just that the Holy Spirit will direct us. Um, you know, there are a lot of things that we're considering as pastors, that we're considering uh, with our board of deacons, um, asking God, how do, we, 
how do we reach more people? How do we disciple them when we reach them? How do we continue to be a multi-generational church? Um, what do we do when we're running out of space? If you're, if you're here on Sundays, especially when college is in session, you know we're, we're running out of seats. And so we're, we're praying and asking the Lord to lead us and direct us. Do we add extra services? Do we explore other options? Um, and, and in all of that, I'm sure in your life you have some of those as well, where you, you have a general sense of where God may be leading and absolutely no specifics. And so that's, that's really kind of honestly where we are as a church right now, is just saying, God, will you come and will you establish our steps Will you show us the, the next step to take? And then the one after that, and the one after that, and the one after that. Um, the, the last month or two, as, as we've talked as a staff and talked with the board, uh, I think one thing that the, the Holy Spirit has spoken to me very clearly is that as a church, we will not miss God's will. That he will make it abundantly clear to us that he has given us a great group, each and every one of you who walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, the ability to hear his voice, to discern his will. Um, and so as he calls us maybe to take steps of faith, maybe to try new things, uh, we can do that with confidence, knowing that uh, we're not, you know, not going to run off a ledge. But God is going to lead us on paths of life. He's going to lead us in ways that bring him glory. He's going to lead us in ways that build his kingdom. And so my prayer for Christian Chapel is that we're, we're a church of people who hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and do what he tells us to do. And I think as we do that, it, it makes us better parents, it makes us better spouses, it makes us better employers and employees, it makes us better students and teachers, better siblings, and in, in every area where we have responsibility, when we hear the Spirit's voice and do what he says, we walk on the path that God has for us. And so that's, that's my prayer for us as a church, that's my prayer for you individually. And uh, we're going to conclude this morning by receiving communion together. So hopefully you re received those elements. I'm asking the band to come back up. They're going to lead us in that, that song that we did just a moment ago, The Goodness of God, as kind of a closer today. Um, but if you have those elements with you, will you just go ahead and, and open those up and hold that bread in your hand? And I'm going to lead us in a prayer and then we'll receive it together. Jesus, we come today and we're just grateful, Lord, for all that you've done in our lives. Not just in 2022 and, and not just in our life at Christian Chapel. But Jesus, we want to stop in this moment and reflect on your sacrifice. That you gave your life for us that you've welcomed us into your kingdom, that you have forgiven us completely, even when you've known us fully. So Jesus, we pause in this moment and, and even as the, the enemy whispers about our shame and our sin, we express our gratitude that all has been forgiven and all has been made new. Jesus, I pray if there's anyone in the room or online with us who's not made that decision yet, as they hold the bread and the cup in their hands this morning, may they receive your forgiveness and accept you as their savior and walk in the new life you're laying before them. And Lord, we believe that this new life is one where you lead us and guide us, where you direct us and provide for us. So Lord, as we look ahead to 2023, we pray that it would be a year defined by the power and the presence of your Holy Spirit. 
You see the spaces where we believe you're speaking and Lord, we're asking that you would come and bring confirmation to us. We see the doors that we think you may open and we're just trusting you, Lord, that if that's your path, you're gonna open what no one can shut. And we're gonna follow you on the path that you lay out before us. Jesus, I pray for each of us today that as we are looking ahead, longing and waiting for you to reveal your will, that we would do so with confidence. That the same God who laid down his life for us, the same Jesus who promises resurrection, the same one who sent the Holy, sent the Holy Spirit to us is the one who will now lead us and guide us through every step, through every season, and through every decision in the year to come. Lord, as we receive communion today, we remember what you have done. We are thankful for what you are doing and we look forward to what you will do. In Jesus' name, amen. Receive the bread with me. And the cup. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Christian Chapel. For more information, visit us online at christianchapel.com.